Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. It is Saturday, August 12, 2023, and this is day 1970 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Even we thank you for the trials and tribulations because we know that it's helping us to persevere, helping us to mature, and helping us to fulfill the purpose you've given us. Um, You allow it for a reason and help us, Father, to grab hold of that and to embrace it and learn from it. I thank you for your grace and mercy that you have upon us. I thank you for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is prepare and stay ready. We need to do that. Um, The day is near when the rapture will take place. But this that I'm talking about, it all leads to that point of staying ready. While we are waiting on the Lord's return, we should be about his business. And we learn quite a bit from Nehemiah. That's exactly what he was doing. We're coming out of Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And it says, In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artesis, um, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. And this is Nehemiah speaking. So he was the cupbearer to the king, which was a very important role. Um, The cupbearer had to make sure that whatever the king, he was giving the king was safe. So, you know, they they were held accountable. If, if they were bringing something that may not have been good, they could be killed. Or if, they're in, if their uh, countenance was not up, if they were not cheerful be, when going before the king, he could have them put to death. So he says, I had not... I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad? And sad when he says, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, so he was afraid because he knew you know, this is serious. <laughs> he could be, he could be killed. He could be, you know, um, demoted, whatever the king chose to do. He says, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? So he's talking about the walls uh, to Jerusalem. And those walls uh, made a big statement about the um, status of 
the people, his ancestors. If the walls were broken down, that meant that they were easy prey uh, for their from their enemies. So their walls had to be fortified and built. Uh, and for Nehemiah to be bold enough to share this with the king was huge. So the king said to me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to God of heaven. Now he prayed while he's standing there talking to the king. That's another thing. I love Nehemiah. He's so bold. He, he, he didn't let anybody stop him from being true to who he really was. He says, then I prayed to God of heaven and, and I answered the king. If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city of in Judah, where my ancestors are buried, so I can rebuild it. Then the king, then the king with the queen sitting beside him, asked me, How long will your journey take? And when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. Now, my commentary says he was there for 12 years in Jerusalem. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, may I have letters to the governors of Trans-Euphrates so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah. And may I have a letter to Aspa, uh, keeper of the royal park, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. You notice a lot of things here. He gives God glory, first of all, and he's not afraid to ask for what he needs. And he is a great planner. He is extremely organized. So I went to the governors of Trans-Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. The king had also sent army officers and cavalry with me. Oh my goodness. His cup runneth over. That's how God will do it. <laughs> when Sanballat and Horonite and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. Oh, watch out now. Our haters will come. And these are the haters. I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, <clears throat> Nehemiah speaking, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what God, what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night, I went out through the valley gate toward the jackal well, the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool but there was not enough room for my mount to get through. So he's on a horse. So I went up the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet 
I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. You see, people just need somebody, a leader to come and motivate them, encourage them and uh, come up with a plan that sounds and good and they can sense that it's good and most importantly that the plan is from God and if it's from God it will be good and so and and it says and what the king had told them okay so then they replied let us start building so they began this good work but when Sanballat and Horonite Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard about it they mocked and ridiculed us what is this you are doing they asked are you rebelling against the king? So you see, they had a motive. They didn't want any, they didn't want to see them prosper. Uh, they wanted to continue to oppress the people. I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. Go ahead, Nehemiah. I love it. <laughs> he just stood up to these people. He did not care. He was he knew what his purpose was. And he said, the God of heaven will give us success. I don't have to worry about what you say or what you think. God is the one that gives me success. Isn't that awesome? Point number one. When I started facilitating for a living, doing trainings and things like that at my old job, I had to take several hours of restorative practice classes and uh, mediation courses um, because that's what I was. I was, while working for the Center for Conflict Resolution, it was an amazing opportunity, amazing job. It prepared me for so much uh, that I am even doing now. And God had a plan for my life at that time. I mean, at all times, right? But being at that job for seven years. And uh, anyway, uh, going through this training and taking courses, I even went to um, a college in Virginia, uh, the College of the Peace Institute. I'm trying to remember the exact name. Please forgive me. And I took summer classes there and it was wonderful. So I, while going through training these years, I had to shadow my colleagues and sit quietly on the sidelines while observing them facilitate uh, either a training or mediation. I had to learn two to five days, eight hour per day, worth of training material before actually teaching an adult training session. I was treated, I was able to train youth in schools. Uh, you know, it was like about an hour's worth of curriculum. 
uh, per class time. But, you know, and still had to go through training for that. The other trainings was more rigorous. Um, so when I did, I was always with someone with me who had more experience to answer impromptu questions while doing the adult trainings. There were always lots of questions because we were introducing a whole new shift, a whole new mindset in the way that teachers, administrators, principals uh, taught students and dealt with them. Instead of suspending them, let's look at ways at keeping them in school, restoring them back into the classrooms uh, using restorative practices. When it was finally time for me to launch, I was extremely prepared, ready to dive in at any point of the training process. So my director, uh, I was with her many times and, and she would give me a segment here and there to do, to get me to get my feet wet, to get me comfortable. And then she would just start calling on me at any time, uh, impromptu as well, me not knowing when it was going to, when she was going to call on me. So I had to be ready at all times. That's similar to how well-prepared Nehemiah was. He was more than ready. You know, he let the king know right then when the king gave him the letter, hey, look, I am going to need letters also because I'm going to need wood. I'm going to need gates. I'm going to need people that are experts and doing this work. So please give me letters for those things too. Point number two, being prepared and ready also means being prepared uh, to fight against our adversary. So, you know, we don't fight physically, right? We fight in the spiritual realm. There is always warfare going in, going on in our lives spiritually. So we need to know how to fight. Ephesians chapter six tells us how to do that. We must do it with the full armor of God. So we have to have on, you know, our our helmet of salvation. We have to have our shield of faith, our breastplate of righteousness, our belt of truth. Uh, we have to have our sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have to have our shoes of peace. Uh, and then, you know what? We have to be able to pray and take time to pray and and uh, and using tongues and different uh, languages that God will give us as we begin to pray in the spirit. So all this is needed in order to fight against our adversaries. Those who mean us harm, trying to disrupt the completion of our God-given assignment. We can learn so much from Nehemiah and how he stayed ready and prepared to do God's will. All right, so here's some of the things he did. He, number one, he prayed. He prayed at any given moment. You could be talking to him right now and he would stop and pray. Two, he was not afraid to ask for help. Three, he began the mission immediately. He did not let anything stop him. Actually, he ended up being there for 12 years in Jerusalem, rebuilding, helping the people rebuild the walls and encouraging them. Fourth, he expected opposition, so he did not allow that to stop him from completing his assignment. We, if we expect opposition with the, which the word tells us, you know, our enemy Satan, who is always 
prowling around like a lion, a roaring lion, but he's really not. <laughs> That's how he comes. Um, and his job is to steal, kill, and to destroy. All right. That's his mission. But his mission does not usurp God's mission. We have authority over him through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need to begin to function uh, in that way. Fifth, he examined the land first. He kept things to himself until the time was right. Sometimes we can get overzealous and begin to just start telling everything <laughs> before God said to do that. Get excited. I've done that before. You get excited. and Oh, guess what God's given me to do? Blah, blah, blah. I've learned to be real mellow now about it and just take my time and wait till the Holy Spirit says go. Then, you know, we can learn so much from Nehemiah. The Lord is telling us, stay ready. And as we are doing his will, we are also being his ambassadors. We're ambassadors of Christ. And we are being ready to be with him for eternity. That's all a part of it. I remember when God gave me T-Zone to start two and a half years ago. It took me about a year and a half to create and develop and even find curriculum for each of the, at that time, five modules that we taught. Now we're teaching about eight different modules. And in doing so, you know, I had to prepare it to fit my students based upon their age and their culture. That plays a big part as well. You know, I have to stay ready to adjust at any given moment based upon the needs of the people uh, that I'm teaching, based upon my students. You know, you may go in with a, I may go in with a lesson plan and the kids are talking about something else and the Holy Spirit will say, make that curriculum fit what they're talking about right now, what they're needing. We had a huge discussion the other day about racism that youth that they are experience experiencing in the classroom and how to adapt uh what we may have been talking about so we may have been talking about uh dealing with conflict so how do we make that fit uh in the realm of dealing with racism that is another form of conflict and how do we deal with it when we're being accused of something that we did not do? So, or, or our names being ruined because someone doesn't like us or accusing, again, us of doing something that they did not do. And almost every student in the classroom had stories. And it was really good to allow that time for them to release that. It was a very powerful session and we were able to end it on a good note. And when I say a good note, just empowering them to deal with this and making sure that they have someone that they can go and talk to and, you know, making sure they've got support uh, from other adults, they, especially their parents or guardians. And many of them did. And they said that's how they were able uh, to overcome those situations because they shared that with their family 
and they were able to get there. And we also talked about some families, their parents may not uh, have time to get there. Maybe they're working many jobs and how do we um, use the rest of the community to help in those ways? So anyway, that was a major shift that had to take place uh, in the training process, but it was still relevant. And that is how we stay ready. That is why we need to stay ready. We need to stay prepared in whatever direction the Holy Spirit is going to take us. Now, what about you? What has God given you to stay ready, to get ready and be prepared to do, to build, to continue, I should say, to adding on to the kingdom of God? That is our ultimate mission there letting people know about the love of Jesus in the way that we speak, in the way that we carry ourselves, uh, in the way that we serve. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth these valuable life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. We thank you all so much for all that you do to help us to continue this great mission that God has given us. You are also a part of this endeavor, and thank you so much. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.